Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, it's cold enough for you? It's a little chilly. It has been cold in Mississippi, <laughs> and this is very unusual for us. It's cold in this office. Was it Monday night it dropped? It rained like all day, and the temps dropped down to like, I don't know, or was it Sunday night? I don't know. It was whatever, early this week. It, was, it got down to like 15 degrees, yeah. and the highs have been like 30 here, or 30, I think it's going to break freezing today, hopefully, but winter jumped on us. <laughs> I mean, quick. You know, we didn't really have much fall. Uh-uh. It was like all heat. And then a bunch of rain, and then now it's cold. It was really hot the um, weekend we did the Water Tower Festival. I, did, I didn't yeah. realize that's only been a few weeks ago. It hasn't been long. It was in October. <laughs> We're, here we are, though. One week to go before Thanksgiving week. Yep. And are you ready? Uh, <clears throat> I haven't really thought about it. We've been kind of busy. Uh, we've been, yeah, we've been, we stayed busy. But I've been, you know, it seems like I've been on turkey kick lately. Got another turkey recipe this week to talk about. I've got, I think I got one more. I'm going to do one first, more. First, before we jump into turkeys. Okay. What uh, are we talking about first? The PK promotion. Oh, yeah. So the, check this out, y'all. You're going to want to enter this because PK called me up the other day and asked me if I they're doing a, a new promotion um, for the holidays where their PK is giving back. So they've got, I think, the 360, the PK Techs, and. One other, you can get all that information on PK's website, but they're giving away a, a thermometer set with it with different grills. So, like the 360, they're giving away a little more rack and a and a Maverick uh, so like digital you buy controller. Yeah, you, you get, get all you get these accessories free. That's their kind of give back to it. And they're running that deal through the holidays. Well, they asked me or us if to we wanted to, yeah, if we wanted to give one away to uh, our followers. Yeah. So I was like, heck yeah, why not give back? So. We're going to run a promotion. And they gave me kind of the leeway what we had to do. So all we're doing, you got to go to the Instagram page when we post it. And this is going to run. Thanksgiving week. Yeah, the week week of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Not next week, but the next week. Yeah, it'll probably start like next Sunday night at midnight or something like that. Not this this coming week, but next week, the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, We're going to run it a week from Sunday to Sunday, however it goes. you got to comment and tag a friend. You know we'll have to be up at midnight to make that post. It might not start at midnight. It might go, you know, 10, whatever. So we're going to start it on Sunday night, end it on Sunday night at midnight. Okay. So that's how we're going to roll it. Okay. All you got to do, all you got to do is go to Instagram, like our page, go to PK's page and like their page. And then when we make that post, you got to tag somebody in the comments and you're entered. That's all it is. No buying anything, no purchase what, necessary. So got to be 18, no U.S. only, all those restrictions. Yeah. I but no- you win... A brand new PK three sixty grill, which is probably was that seven hundred dollar grill? Yeah. Six, seven hundred dollar grill. You get the little more rack to go on it to give you some more cooking space, the elevated rack, and you get the Maverick uh digital probe thermometer. Um, and so all that, which is probably valued at I'd say it's over nine hundred bucks yeah. easy. You're getting all that free, and it's they're going to ship it to you. And they're going to pick, uh, we're going to pick a winner randomly. It's going to be totally random. I'm not going to get to pick one of my buddies. Um, the way that works is there's this program you get that generates the num- you, you you know generates a number and you just go down there and pick that number and that's it. So I guess that's how they do it. I'm not I don't get to pick. So that's they're taking that out of my hands. They're going okay. they'll generate the winner and tell me who wins and it's that easy. We're going and then PK will ship it right to you. So y'all be looking for that here in another week coming up. Okay, now we can talk about turkeys. <laughs> now we can talk about turkeys. So, still been on that turkey kick. Thanksgiving's coming up. You ought to be nailing down whatever recipe you're going to cook for everybody on Thanksgiving. So, over the years, I've done a bunch of different turkey recipes, and we're going to talk about some of those today because this this podcast is going to be all about cooking turkeys and hams pretty much for Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving, You can cook them whenever. They're great. But that's what this week's going to be about. And so, this week, we're going to talk about my latest recipe, uh, and it's for... A smoked stuffed whole turkey, and what I did, I took, I made up a stuff, and I get this is a big question going around: Should you stuff a turkey? Is it okay to eat the stuffing? Is it going to get you sick? And all that. And if you know what you're doing, it's not. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's kind of the traditional way. 
I think that's the way everybody remembers their grandma. No, I've never had a stuffed turkey. They're, well, in the you know in the South we eat dressing. We don't eat stuffing. Yeah, but I've never that's known what stuffing is. Stuffed oh, that's the way my papa and granny. That's how they always they cook. always did it. Yeah. yeah, they would. They actually put dressing in it, but they made dressing on the side too. The the stuffing. Did they eat this dressing out of um, the turkey? Remember. Wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> the dry. dressing was good, but I don't remember eating that. The whole purpose of that, st- it's not to eat that side dish, really. What it's doing is it's adding flavor inside the turkey from what all you put in the stuffing, and it's making more mass in there to help yeah. it cook more even. It takes up that void. Now, you know, in past recipes, I've stuffed it with vegetables, apples, onions, celery, carrots. You can put whatever you want in there, but stuffing is, you know, it's it's a side dish, too, yeah. and it can be put in there, and it's really good. Um the what I so what I did with my recipe I did a, a sausage and herb stuffing, and this, it was really easy. My mom makes homemade sausage, and so I took a pack. It was like a pound of her homemade sausage. I browned it up, I caramelized. Well, not really caramelized. Just kind of sweated down some onions, some celery, and a Granny Smith apple. Threw some garlic in there, and it was a whole stick of butter. Really get it some good flavor. I wasn't trying to brown it. I was really just trying to soften it. Start get the, it, start the cooking process. Yeah, and I mixed that. With my bread and my herbs. And so for the bread, you could use day-old bread that you tore up. I went the easy route and just bought a, a bag of these Pepperidge Farms of bread cubes is what they were called. They kind of remind you of croutons that hadn't been baked so hard. And, I mean, that's basically, it was like little what squares of bread. <laughs> croutons I don't know. Good croutons aren't to yeah. me. Have you ever had the good steakhouse croutons where they're just kind of soft? A little, a little crunchy, but mainly soft. They yeah. have all that butteriness to them. But back to the stuffing. So I mixed all that together, threw my herbs in there. Uh, you got to have rosemary, you got to have sage, and you got to have thyme. That's all it takes. And what I did, and to keep from having to buy a bunch of all that, they have a poultry uh, seasoning or a poultry herb pack at Kroger. Most grocery stores probably do. It has all three of those in there, and it's just enough. By the time you chop them all up, it's about you know probably about a tablespoon of each is what I you know what I would say it was. I didn't really measure it. I just knew if it's you know covers up the palm of my hand that's about a tablespoon and so i mixed all those together threw them in you the bowl teaspoon? teaspoon yeah no that's <laughs> a little more than a teaspoon probably in there so did i say a teaspoon in the recipe i don't remember you said teaspoon in the recipe i wrote it i mean <laughs> I, I didn't measure it I, honestly I, yeah most of the time don't. i don't measure I'm, I'm writing that stuff just because somebody's gonna ask me a quantity yeah that's it's really to taste yeah. If you wanted to know right, because I mean, some people like a little more sage, put you a little more sage in there. Some people don't like rosemary, take the rosemary out. But you need some herbs in there. And, and to me, a stuffing needs herbs. And then you had or an dressing. egg and chicken egg and broth. chicken broth. That's and all egg, it is to it. And you season with AP. Yep. Season it with a little AP, start it all up, and let it sit a little bit because it, you know, the bread will start absorbing that moisture. So first it looks kind of chunky, but as it softens up, it turns into what you would think a stuffing looks like. Yeah. Then all that goes inside well, the bird. But let's talk about the way bird. Above- <laughs> well, I got to talk about the bird now. Okay. Now the let's turkey. talk about the bird. So where'd you get this turkey? Uh, Walmart. Really? That was a Walmart turkey because the Kroger didn't have any at the time. This um, I bought that turkey, I guess, a week or so ago because it took – I bought it froze, and I, I bought it at the same time. And it's a I did those, the uh, The breast that I, was, that I did the week before. And I just put it in the refrigerator and let it thaw out. It took it, man, I bet it took it a week. Yeah. I had it in the cold fridge that we never opened. It's just mainly beer, you know, but it stays cold in there. And it slow thawed, which is perfect. And then I brined it. So, you could, I mean, to me, brining, if you got the time, is the best option. Because it's going to give you more flavor and more moisture in the meat than any other, you know, any other thing you could do to it. Yeah. I mean, injecting's fine, yeah, and sometimes I brine and inject, depends on how I feel. But if you got the time, brining's the way to go. Yes. And you can use just about whatever you wanted. I made it simple. Uh, Cos- uh, Cosmo's got a, a turkey brine, and <laughs> you open the package, get out a cup of it, mix it with a gallon of water, and you're good to go. Yeah. You don't even have to worry about heating it up, dissolving it, all that. It, it does it on its own over the course of that 24 hours. And, I mean, I've made turkey brines with uh, brown sugar and salt and, Herbs. Oh, you have several. If yeah, you, I've got a you, bunch of different ones. Yeah, on the there's a bunch of turkey brine recipes on the website. There's a Cajun one. There's a just a regular herby one that's yeah. got different stuff in it. I mean, you could just use salt and sugar if you yeah, wanted to. You could do simple salt, sugar, water. Yeah, you can get fancy or you know as, as simple as you want, but um, I think brining is the way. Well, to Well, what do you think about the 
tur- the Cosmos turkey. Oh, it tastes great. It yeah. put flavor in the meat. I mean, you could tell like when I pulled it out, you could see in the cavity and then kind of where the skin had separated. You could see down the breast a little bit, looking from the back end. I think it showed up pretty good on the video. You could tell how the meat mm-hmm. changed. So it absorbed. <coughs> excuse me. It absorbed a lot of that flavor from the brine. Yeah. And it was man. I thought it was great. It was easy and, and it was very easy. Yeah, I, I, as easy as mixing up salt, sugar, and water. Because normally, what I do, I would heat those up. Like if I was making my own, I would you know bring me a quarter. Usually, I'll do like yeah. a quarter of water and put a cup of sugar in there, and then half a cup of pepper, or no, half a cup of salt, probably like a tablespoon of peppercorn, something like that, and some herbs. Lemon heat that up till it, yeah, till it dissolves, and then mix it with three quarts of cold water to chill it back down, and it's ready to go. But this was easy. I just went tap water cup in the big bag. The, to me, now the hard part about brining is the container or whatever you're going to put it in. But if you'll go to say Walmart or maybe even some of the bigger grocery stores or Our Home Kroger, Depot or somewhere, yeah. will have it in the storage section, like where you can buy plastic totes or plastic bins, things like that. They usually have these big Ziploc storage bags, and they're made for like putting pillows or comforters or something like that in. And they even have the kind you can suck down to suck, you know, hook them up to your vacuum cleaner and get yeah. them airtight. You don't have to do that to it. You know, no, that's a good idea though. <laughs> I should have, I should have got one I could suck up to a vacuum cleaner and try to you vacuum seal it in vacuum it. Vacuum cleaner yeah. for it. Shock it. Use the shop vac. Yeah. Put it on there. Yeah, and you suck it down tight. Where it's really. Get all the air out. But get that in that bag, and it makes dealing with that turkey so easy. Well, Cosmos, on um, a video he did, he actually used, like, a, a bag in a five-gallon bucket. Yeah. Which is great because it keeps – it's a great size for the mm-hmm. fitting a turkey in. The problem is it's so hard to put a five-gallon bucket in a refrigerator well, that's or try my to deal. keep it cold. So either you got to put it in a big cooler and keep ice around mm-hmm. it or drop it in one of them big Igloo water jugs or – my refrigerator, I, I thought about doing a bucket, but the bucket wouldn't fit. Even if I took the shelves out and yeah. moved all my beer, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. But what um, I had like a plastic tub that I'd use for uh, putting brisket in. I think I yeah, was, you, was um, I forget what I was doing to brisket, but that's what I bought it for. Yeah, that's what it for a week, wasn't mm-hmm. it? That's what it was. Well, anyway, it was kind of like one of these. But we bought it just specialty to fit on that shelf. Yeah, the width of the width and the depth of the fridge. I think it was like a shirt. Saver, kind of something, put shirts or something in that you're I, supposed to be under the bed remember. storage unit. Yeah. But it fit perfect in the refrigerator, so it's now my brining tub. <laughs> I probably sell it. <laughs> but so I put the turkey in the bag and then kind of set it in this big plastic bowl I had and put that in that bucket. And there's no way I'm messing up my beer fridge then. <laughs> nothing's, nothing's leaking out. If something was to happen, that gets compromised. It's it just good. still goes in the tote. Yeah, it's stuck in no. the tote. Um, but it didn't leak, though. Yeah, something else leakage. you did was you, you know, tightened it really well and zip-tied the top to keep it all so the bird was really submerged. Yeah, and that's uh, – a lot of times people say that a gallon's not enough water. Well, it is if you get the container around it. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure that – you want it submerged the whole time or the brine's not going to work. But what, what I did was I got all the air out I could and then cinched it up at the top, like you said – and then use just one of those little zip ties and put around it. That way, the water, the brine mix, everything's all around the turkey. There's no there's no air in there, room for it to not be in the water. Yeah. And it worked. It worked perfect. Yeah. 24 hours in the refrigerator and it's ready to go. Someone asked the other day that they said they've been seeing where people said, don't, don't brine for over 12 hours. And I was thinking. I don't believe that. Yeah. I've heard some people go up to much 72 hours. Yeah. You don't buy. There's an old sweet tea Turkey oh. brine recipe that's been out a long time. That it's a seventy-two hour brine. Yeah, don't <coughs> not brine for twelve hours. I think, it, it, I think I mean with brine and it goes on the the density of the meat. So whatever size meat is is really what determines how long yeah. you need to go. A big old turkey is you know it's fifteen pounds. It's, it's did huge. you buy this fifteen pounder because you knew you were going to stuff it? Because most of the time you like to stay around a twelve pounder. Yeah, but. This one, I was kind of going for more of that traditional bigger turkey feel, and I wanted to have plenty of room in the cavity to stuff it, so I went 15. You know, I didn't buy a 20-pounder. One thing I, I meant to do was buy those little chef's hat for the legs of the turkey. Oh, yeah, yeah, to put on the feet. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny. Oh, and I meant to buy them on Amazon, and I, yeah. We saw those somewhere. Was it out to Arizona? It was, uh, the, yeah, Barbecue Island. Yeah, they had some. We should have yeah. bought some from them. <laughs> I wanted to. So... So after, you know, after the turkey soaks for its 24 hours, you pull it out of that brine, 
let it all drip. Now it's about getting it dry because you've got all the flavor on the inside. Uh, but now to get the outside, to, to get it, to, if, if you saw the video and you saw the pictures on Instagram, how it looked, that was golden brown. Had You could see all the spices on it. The skin is almost crispy, about as crispy as you could get one on a pellet grill. And it's because I got the skin really dry. So if you're having trouble with your you know, turkey not turning out, not getting the color you want or getting too dark, you don't want to put too much on the outside, but you want to get that skin really dry and keep it sprayed with cooking spray. Um, so that's what I did. I dried the turkey, whipped up the stuffing. You didn't inject. Didn't inject it. You could have. You want even more flavor in it, but I didn't yeah. think I needed it. I stuffed all the stuffing in there, tied the legs up, folded the wings back under the cavity, and that way I got a tight little package. You know, it's kind of all together. The legs are held up. It's not going to split in the little in the little crack between the breast and the mm-hmm. thighs. The wings are tucked in tight, so they're going to get done. Everything's cooking at the same rate. Then it's time for some seasoning. So after I sprayed it with cooking spray, I hit it with just AP, salt, pepper, garlic, and then a little bit of swine life just for some savory and some color to it. You like using swine life on poultry? I love it on chicken and poultry. It's so good. It's got a, it's got a, I mean, he's got some, Mark and Jane got some herbs in there, some, something that's a little different to give Do they it, have any citrus elements There, there must, it? I don't, there, it tastes like there is. There yeah. may be some lemon peel or orange peel or something in there. Something gives it a really, something gives chicken a really good taste. Yeah. Now, if I wanted to go barbecue style, I'd use my stuff, but I was really, to me, theirs doesn't just scream barbecue. It just has a good color and good savoriness to it. And it's got a little sugar in it to give it some sweetness. And it's got a little coarser texture. So you get, you get a little bit better, you know, crust on the, on the, on the chicken turkey skin. So <clears throat> for years, you advised against stuffing turkeys. Well, it just goes against my Southern upbringing. <laughs> Because <laughs> we don't eat stuffing, but there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it is mighty daggum good. That stuffing—it was like a really good souped-up stovetop stuffing. You know, yeah, better I've than ne- stovetop. Yeah, I've never had it with the sausage instead of chicken. The way we have it is, yeah. is oh, pulled chicken and meat. Wait till next bread. year. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Cajun stuffed turkey. <laughs> I've already working on my. <laughs> You're crawfish and oyster it. stuffing. <laughs> I'd love to that's try really that. dress. It's gonna be dressing though because yeah. it's gonna be made with corn. See, that's the difference. Stuffing is usually a white bread, and uh, dressing is cornbread. Well, yeah, that's the big difference. And just you know, they have basically the same ingredients. I've never had stuffing. I've never had it with the bread either. I've always had it with the cornbread. Yeah, yeah. aside so, from stovetop, a box yeah. of literal. When you open up, sto- well, when's the last time you cooked stovetop? It's little College. bitty baby croutons too. Yeah, they look the exact same. They're just a smaller version. My mom used to feed us stovetop. Like broiled chicken and stovetop. <laughs> I never had stovetop to college, and my roommate Sarah turned me on to it. How easy it is! Yeah, <laughs> I was like, to "This it. is delicious. What is this?" <laughs> Better than Burger Helper. Right? <laughs> you could get it on sale for like two boxes for a dollar. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's basically breadcrumbs. You're buying seasoned breadcrumbs. You add your own chicken broth, and that's it. I don't remember chicken. Did y'all broth. use the canned cranberry sauce with it? Oh, no, we'd eat it, like, for dinner. We'd okay. cook a box no, and split it. No, it wasn't Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is, like, Tuesday. So, once I got the turkey all seasoned and everything, it went on the pit, and I cooked it on my Yoder. Uh, no, no, I cooked it on the uh, Traeger. I'm sorry. You were supposed to cook. We, we talked about cooking it on the Yoder. I was going to. I couldn't get the damn thing to light. <laughs> it wouldn't. <laughs> I was like, I'm not taking it apart. I don't feel like messing with it. I took the cover off to plug it up, and it wouldn't light, so. Gotta get some. Well, um, gotta get some. I gotta get my gutter fixed. I gotta uh, get some technical help on it. I you, needed to get out there and take part. It's just too damn cold. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, today it's freezing outside. Why am I gonna work on a grill when I'm ready to cook? So I just turned the trigger on. You tend to lean towards pellet grills for smoking chickens and turkeys. I love the way they put the color, and there's just enough smoke on it to where it's not overly smoky. There's nothing worse than, than eating a smoked turkey that tastes like, you know, a deep smoked ham or something. I don't like that. And the the pellet grills do a great job on it. You can put whatever flavor you want on them. I went the blend I used was a Traeger blend. They was call it, it their premium blend yeah, or it was, something. Uh, hickory, maple, and cherry, which is all you know. I'm not. I don't really use a lot of. I don't never use maple wood, but it was in that blend. I said, like, "What the heck?" And it, it's good. I, yeah. I thought it was real good. But that was you know it went what four hours. I sprayed it. I rotated it about halfway. I stuck a probe in it after a couple hours so I could watch it. Um, That's about it, all you Got did. it up to 165 and took it off, tended it, and let it rest until it cooled down some, and then I ate it. 
You could tell I was hungry that day, Jack. That turkey was good, man. I got some of the stuffing out on the board, and by the time I sliced it, I said, "Man, I could, I could, I, I, I ate, ate a pretty good bit of it." Yeah, it was really, really good. So the stuffing has to be one sixty-five internal too. Yeah, and, and all you do is keep cooking your duckling turkey to the stuffing. You know, probe it too if you need to. But I checked it before I took it off. Yeah, but my thermopin when I stuck it in there, and it's you know it's busted one seventy almost. I was like, well, heck, this is way done, you know? Yeah. Well, some people made comments that they had a hard time getting the stuffing done before the, you know, getting it, by the oh, time the well, breast yeah, is done. You know why I bet? I bet you they're cooking, you know, 20 pound plus turkeys. Yeah. And it's a super huge cavity and they're not, you know, they're not, it's just not cooking right. It if that is the case. Overstuffed. Um, if, you, if you want to cook a large one like that, chill those breasts down with some ice packs before you put it on the pit. Get them as cold as you can get them, you know, close to as freezing as you can. Like, you know, 33, 34 degrees would be great. Like, keep it, pull it straight out of the fridge. Yeah. And put it let, on. let everything else be room temp. Chill those, tur- the breasts so it slows them down. That way it gives you more time to get your stuff and your dark meat done before the breasts come in. Gotcha. And if the breasts do get ahead of you, don't be scared to lay ice back on them while they're cooking. It might mess the color up a little bit, but you can get that back on the back end. But you can cool those breasts down to keep them from overcooking. Kind of or like you can cook, do, your, cook your stuff in separate if you want to. Or yeah. Dress it. That, that's kind of like um, how they do the hulk loins ones, on the yeah. Hulk. It's, a, it's just yeah. a, kind of a little trick to slow it down a little bit. And I, It works on larger birds. That's why I try to stick with something in the you know 12 to 15 pound range is better because it's all going to cook the same size. Yeah. And I guarantee it's you that's why cook. people are having trouble with it because of the like size of 25 the 25 yeah, pound bird. Yeah. And wondering why it's not getting done in three and a half hours, you know. <laughs> And the outside of the breast, you know, inch or two down's done, but then way down deep in there, it's not. Yeah. I don't recommend them. If you're going to cook those big ones, spatchcock them. That's, That's a good tip. Yeah. I got, and I got that to talk about on my list on down. But that um, was, that's so pretty you much let it rest. You sliced it. How long did you let it rest? It took about 20 minutes, yeah. 20, 30 minutes sitting there until by the time I took a few pictures and I couldn't stand it no more. <laughs> My uh, mouth was watering, <laughs> lips was getting ready. I was like, oh, I gotta what, taste this. What is it? Intermediate. Tried to bo- had to whoop the cat off. <laughs> the cat keeps coming out there trying to get up there and get the, the cat turkey. has figured out what happens. Yeah, when we're outside. Yeah. It's it's it knows to come out there and just cruise around. We one of us has to stay outside if there's food out because the cat'll deck up jump up on the bar <laughs> and try to get it. We're gonna have to figure something out with Smokey little Smokey. Play. Yeah, we're gonna lock his ass up. <laughs> What would you do differently? Man, have me some gravy and some hash browns <laughs> and stuff to go with. Get some green bean casserole. <laughs> some casserole. I ain't doing nothing different. I'm finna repeat that. Watch. It was really good. It's happening. Thanksgiving's going down. The turkey was good. The stuffing, I was being someone that's very Southern. You might call me a re- regionalist. A regionalist. <laughs> uh, you had your doubts. Just I say always it. have you my doubts. doubts. I always have my doubts. You doubt. always do have. But you always come through. The stuffing was delicious. I it would was. eat that like in a pan, you know, not cooked in the bird. I mean, I'm sure cooking it in the, do you think cooking it inside the bird gave it more flavor? Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. You, know, all, you got all those juices from the turkey dripping in it. I mean, all that. So it's soaking up all those flavors too from the brine that's cooking out. All those, all those flavors that we put on it, plus with the smoke and everything, it's, it, that's what gives it so much flavor. I'd like to try that exact recipe. Just put it in a casserole dish and throw it in the oven and see. You, you could know. do it. Hey, you could do. It was um, very good. You could lay pieces of chicken over that and bake it. Yeah, and get you know same kind of effect. It'd same, be like yeah. an inside effect or almost like a a but, don't peak chicken. You know? <laughs> yeah, it would be. A, yeah, that's a good recipe. You could do t- turkey breasts like that if you if you got if you don't want to cook a whole bird. You can make the stuffing up, put it in a casserole dish, grease the casserole dish, and then lay your tur- season your turkey breast cutlets or whatever. Lay them over the top. I mean, that's kind of the way my mom does dressing. Yeah, she you know she boils her chicken, but she pulls it and puts it in there, and mixes it all in, all the meats in there like that. You could do the same thing with turkey and cook just like that. Yeah, take it about as long as it would take that stuffing to bake, which is probably about an hour or so on three fifty. The turkey breast would be cooked too. Also, I imagine be if, good. if you made your own stock with a, a cover it in full, yeah, and then uncover it at the end to brown it. But but um, if you made your own stock with like a turkey carcass or even a chicken carcass, something like that, Wings, yeah, it'd give you a lot more flavor too instead yeah. of just usually the we use chicken, stuff. chicken broth that we've made 
And then turn well, we some can. of that broth into gravy too for yeah. the giblet gravy. I don't know if that needed gravy. It was so good. It was more. It didn't. It had plenty of moisture to it. So this week we are talking all about smoking turkeys and hams for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I, that's where I, my next topic I had was stuffing versus dressing. Okay, I'm a dressing man. I ain't, but I, but I'm not a turkey and dressing man. Turkey to me is the meat. I'm a chicken and dressing man. That's what's always in it. So it's usually I've got a recipe for it on there. It's, yeah. it's easy to make. You need a couple. It's really good. Couple pans of cornbread crumbled up. The hardest part is making the cornbread. You making can, good. You can cornbread. boil your chicken. You can smoke your chicken. You can roast your chicken. Pull it all apart. Put all that in there. Same vegetables: celery, onions. If a little you, pimento always goes in mine. You got to have your sage and rosemary and thyme and chicken broth. It's an egg. And uh, instead of putting raw eggs in the dressing, we always put uh, boiled eggs that we and kind diced. Of diced up. Yeah, yeah. So they're chunk, so you can get pieces of egg, not just like. Like Grated. you would add to a chicken salad. Yeah, yeah, same difference. Yeah. All that goes in there, moisten it up with some good chicken broth, bake it on 350 for about an hour, take the foil off and brown it. Dressing's easy. Yes. And it's so much better than stuffing. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, stuffing's good, but it's just different. I would have said yes, but after trying that um, sausage and herb stuffing, it was it was really good. I've never, I've never had sausage in a cornbread dressing. I bet it wouldn't be bad, though. Have you ever had the oyster no, but uh, that's what I was planning on doing. It's really big in Georgia. I'd love to try I'd it. Do that. Maybe I need to do a stuffed gator with moisture and crawfish dressing. There you go. <laughs> How would that be? We got to get the or barbecue ninja. Or <laughs> Just anything swampish. <laughs> I could do something swampish for Thanksgiving next um, year. I'd heard you talking to your brother on the phone about um, cooking a turkey. What's he? What's he got going on there? He uh, always oh, cooking for. Uh, work office Thanksgiving okay. next week, and he's got to take uh, some turkey breast and a ham. So he's gonna come over Sunday. We're gonna put them on, go hunt, come back, take them off. <laughs> but um, Easy what's he that. cooking? He's cooking two turkey breasts and a spiral ham. Oh, okay. So he's gonna do um, just the breast? probably it's probably my honey smoked ham. You know the one that's like not mm-hmm. it's like it's like a clone of a honey baked ham. It's my favorite. And then the breast, he's just gonna. I told him we just inject them. And he's trying to brine them. It's just a couple breasts, and, and inject them and season them. Probably use an AP and Swine Life and run them on a pellet grill and get them off when they're done. They're just breasts. Yeah, yeah. He just they're bone in breasts. So I think he bought two of them. Um, There'll be plenty of people. He's got to feed thirty, so it ain't gonna be too bad. So if you have a smoker, should you always smoke a turkey instead of oven roasting a turkey? Hands down. Hands down, changed my life when I started smoking turkey for Thanksgiving. It really did. Because all we knew as kids was, you know, or growing up was dry, 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 oven roasted turkey. It was always like a 25, 30 pounder. I'd get up at (laughs) 6 a.m. before the parades even started getting assembling. (laughs) And they'd put it in in one of these big old roasted pans and they'd baste it with one of them big bulb basters every hour. and when they carve it up, though, dark meat would look like it would just be nasty looking, uh, yeah. gray, dark. The breast would be so dry, you couldn't put enough gravy on it to eat it. I always wonder. And then I the think breast. that's why people, that's why we only eat turkey one time a year, <laughs> is because nobody knows how to cook it. You know, they was like, what do we do with this? And I it, used to wonder, like, why do people get excited about this? It's not that yeah, good. You didn't, you didn't know. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that was good about it was like if you turned it into. Turkey pot pie or something like yeah. that, or you know, put enough mayonnaise on a sandwich shell and make you a turkey sandwich. But still, the ham was always where it's at for me. You couldn't mess the ham up. I didn't like ham until um, you started smoking them. Really? Yeah. Y'all's ham was messed up too. I just thought it was bland. Dry, yeah. yeah. Oh, oven bolt. It was like yeah, they, yeah. Warmed it up in the oven with a bunch of water and juice. And it just it kept going. Special. They weren't yeah. worried with internal temp. <laughs> well done. Probably that's what I must have been. That's what most people probably cook the turkey. Well done. You know, we got yeah. we, we want to get sick. We're gonna have to cook it to two hundred degrees. <laughs> so when I started getting into this barbecue thing and started smoking, that's you know, I decided one year we had my dad, I remember my dad had one of these old um it wasn't a WSM, but it was like a master built bullet smoker mm-hmm. with the water those. pan or yeah. whatever. And it always had like it came with a uh recipe book. 
It had smoked turkey on there. So my dad tried it one year, and it was so smoky. I think he used a pan of mesquite and water, and it was so smoky that it didn't turn out well. When I started cooking, I said, I'm going to redo. I'm going to smoke a turkey this year. Yeah. And so he had done got to where he we fried turkeys forever. And it, his fried turkey was awesome. We thought that it changed the turkey game. Yeah. Everybody started eating fried turkey and peanut oil. You know, you had your big fryer outside with your propane bottle and all that. But and, even that turkey gets dry. It yeah, but a good flavor. fried turkey is pretty good. It is. But then, but still- when you put it up against a smoked turkey done right, there's no comparison. I mean, the the, mo- the the meat, the moisture in the meat, the flavor of it, seasonings you can put on it, the the brine, injection, all those things are so good on a smoked turkey that you can't, you can't duplicate it in a fryer or especially in an oven. So... That, to me, smoked turkey, hands down. And they're easy to do. They're so easy. Yeah, they're easier than frying a turkey, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. It's, just messing with the whole... I mean, how many houses get burned down because <laughs> oh, people, it's a bunch. People, people messing up with the fryer, dropping a frozen turkey in there and blowing the thing up. So what kinds of turkeys can you cook Well, in the smoker? You can cook turkey breast. Oh, yeah. As far as... Whole turkey? You can spatchcock them. You can cook them whole. You can... Cook a turkey breast roast netted like I did for the sandwich. Mm-hmm. You can just cook the, the the breast boneless or the breast bone in. Uh, there's all you know a whole whatever bunch of different, whatever. You, yeah, there's all kinds of different ways to cook it. The uh, easiest is probably just uh, I would say the easiest is that breast that's netted because you don't do anything. To oh, yeah, inject it, season it, put it on, cook it. That's simple. If if you can't do that, you you need to hang it up. I don't know. <laughs> If you can't cook that, that's make a really it turn good out. option if you're cooking for yeah, a smaller crowd yeah. or you know families just cooking or dinner. People don't like dark meat. Yeah. yeah, turkey breast is the way to go. Whole turkey is not really challenging. What challenging if you got your good thermometer where you can watch the internal temps and then you can control your temperature and keep it around 300, 325, It's easy as it can be. Yeah, to me the biggest challenge or the most questions we get is um, about people putting too big of turkeys on their smoker oh, yeah. than they have the capacity for or too many or something. That's like And that's awesome. most of the time when you see pictures of ones that don't look very good, they're all dark or burn up or colors off. It's because they didn't cook it. They didn't, they didn't maintain the temp right or they, the, the cooker was too small for it. Because you see that all the time and that you're putting the wood to it and they don't need it. You don't need a whole lot of wood for a turkey. It's going to absorb some of that smoke. Real quick, it's like a sponge. So you don't need a whole lot of smoke. You just need good, even heat the whole time. Um, Something you got to think about, like, now for Thanksgiving is thawing the turkey. Yeah, and that's, I'm telling you, you need to give yourself probably a minimum of four days if it's turkey's over 12 pounds. And the bigger it is, the longer it's going to take. Um, I have, there has been times where I've needed to cook one in a hurry. And had to put it in some water, and they don't recommend doing it. And you didn't hear it from me, but hey, I've I've, I've filled a, a sink or a cooler up with water, put them turkeys in there, change the water out a couple times, like every couple hours. Go out there, drain the water, put fresh water back in, drain the water, put fresh water back in, and it'll get thawed quick like that. You can th- you can probably thaw one in six hours. Have you ever dropped an icy one into the brine? I've done that before. <laughs> I've I've had one froze, and I had to. Uh, had to one still wanted to brine it, didn't have the time to let it thaw. So most of the time that happens because somebody calls you, yeah. "Hey man, can I cook? Can you cook a turkey for me? I'm fixing to cook like the next day. I need you to cook one, or can you add add one more, or can I bring you one?" And so they always show up froze. And so what I do is you get it thawed enough to get it out of the package, even if you can't get the neck out, the giblets, and all that. Drop it in that brine, <laughs> and then go back and check it in a couple of hours. You can pull all that stuff out and get it out of there. But I've had to do it. There's you know there's instances, and it still works. It's you know, have I've, you noticed any difference in the speeding the, of the um, process? No. Why do they recommend not to do it? Just because it's better for the meat. It don't destroy it as bad. Yeah. Thaw, it, slow thawing yeah. it like that. Yeah. I mean, that's it, and you'll notice if you speed thaw water, you thaw it in water, it's gonna have it's gonna pull out so much more moisture out of the turkey than what it would if you let it slow thaw. Yeah. You, all that stays in the meat. And most of them, they're you're getting them already injected with solution anyway. At least the ones I buy, I don't, I don't, I'm not a stickler for buying a fresh turkey or all, you know. But we get uh, questions organic, on that. All that. Yeah. I just buy the ones that are on sale. Yeah. The butterballs or honeysuckles or every year. Um, there's some, there's a couple other Riverside, I think, is one I see. Every year people ask this question 
over and over and over again. It's um, my turkey already says it's been brined in a solution. Should I still brine it? Yeah, yeah. answer is yes. I mean, yeah. they did put some salt water in it pretty much. That was just to weigh it. That was just to it's add not doing a weight. whole lot to yeah. it. It's still going to be bland if you don't do it. And that's why I say, even when Brian, it's okay if you want to inject, put some more flavor in it. Yeah. Have you ever favorite. had one? I've never, I've never had, I've injected Brian both and seasoned pretty, pretty good dose. And still never got turkey too overly, I know. So overly flavored. Have you? <laughs> no. Ever? I mean, no. it's always, it's, it's pretty new, you know, it can take, it can take on a lot. I mean, yeah. you can, it can take on too much smoke and you can definitely get it too salty, but it's not going to hurt you in a solution like can that. You? Can well, see you what the brine does, the brine makes it go to equilibrium. So it's got this concentration. There's a, you know, there's a, you, you got it in this salty, sugary solution on the outside. Well, it's wanting to go across into the, into the meat of the turkey, soak over in there to get it to like an equilibrium to, to balance out that solution. And so I don't know all the science behind it. So it's That's how it works. Salt and, sugar and it's in. equal itself out. So yeah. it's not going to get too salty or too sweet. Now, what it, what it eventually could do is cure it almost like a ham, you know, but it's not going to be overly too too salty could you use other flavors in your brine heck yeah i mean that's i've I've had some really good that's where i use some citrus or some lemongrass or different you know different flavors or whatever you could put i've I've seen people use sweet tea i've seen them you know you could you could add honey to it like a honey brine there's all you know all that's just whatever you can think of usually you throw one of those herb bundles yeah I've, i've even done one with one of them crawfish bowl packets that's like, you know, the little, all the herbs and seasonings and stuff and to, to do a Cajun whole uh, brine turkey like that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. My favorite I mean, turkey that you've ever done, you had brined it with ca- those Cajun fl- flavors and then injected it with a Cajun butter and then seasoned it really well. That's probably the, the best recipe I have really yeah, for turkey. I think so That too. Cajun smoked turkey. Yeah. It really is. And and that one, that one people try a lot and they say it always turns out good for them. Yeah. It's. It just gives it so much flavor, and it's not spicy at all. You know, it's yeah. got a little kick, but I'd serve it to. You know, oh yeah, it's not hot. Mm-hmm. It just has some good flavor to it. Yeah, it really does. You can get it hot if you want to. Yeah, you could. But most of the time, when you're cooking a turkey, you're serving a crowd. You know. Yeah. So you want to keep it kind of, especially with grandma and the kids and everything. You want to keep it kind of mild. One thing I always see is changing subject here is people want to know about how, how to get that skin crispy. How are you smoking it and getting a skin? You, you're not. <laughs> you're basically not. There's no possible way to get it crispy like compared to fried turkey skin. Yeah. If you want a crispy turkey, you're probably going to have to deep fry it if you're that hung up on the skin. Now, can you get the skin good to where it's edible and you can cut it and it's, you know, it bite through, has a ton of flavor, the fat under it's been rendered? Yes. And that's what cooking it, that's what really getting it dry does. And then coating it with a little bit of oil, like the cooking spray or whatever you want. If you want to use that duck fat spray, um, but melted butter would be good on it. Anything like that. You can just rub it with peanut oil and then season it. That's what's really going to get the skin good. And it, it takes, you know, 325 degrees. I mean, it's optimal for it. Um, if you want, if, if, you, if you don't think that 325 is getting you enough smoke, Start it out low, get you some heavier smoke on it, and then crank that temp up to finish it to get that skin right. What do you mean start it out low and crank the skin? Like, say, 250. So if you want to really put more smoke into it, you could go, if you start out 250 and you're going to finish it 325, it's probably going to add another couple hours to your cook time. So you could slow smoke it the first, you know, hour or two, get some smoke in it, then ramp it up, and then finish it off high. That's a, you know, I, I personally like them to cook three or four hours, so I always keep them on 325 the whole time. But if you got plenty of time, go for it. It'll give you it'll give you the extra smoke that some people like, and it'll also get your skin right. But you got to crank that temp up to get that skin right. Now, one thing I have done, never done a video on it, but it's really good. It's a smoker fried turkey, kind of <laughs> like the way Matt did the chicken wings. Yeah, you smoke that turkey first. You don't have to take it all the way to one sixty five. You want to stop at about one fifty one fifty five. Then you got your oil ready. And you drop it down in there. Do you rest it or do you go no, straight? No, you go smoker. straight in. Straight in. Straight from the smoker to the oil. Do you have to what what you have to do on that is watch how much seasonings you put on the outside of it. You don't need to season it very much at all. You could season underneath the skin. But if you put too much rub or something on it and smoke it, and it's gonna be beautiful on the outside, then when you drop it in the oil, it's gonna go jet 
You know, it's going to be dark. Yeah, it's going to burn. But you can wait and season it when it comes out. And that's what I tell people. How do you get, like, if you're deep frying a turkey, how do you get some flavor? How do you, you know, what do you season it with? Well, I always say go extra light. You want to brine, inject, that's fine. You want to season under the skin, that's fine. But if you put anything on the outside, it's going to burn up because it takes it so long to cook in that oil. Yeah. And so well, what smoking it does first is it speeds up that process. It's not in the oil as long. You're really just using it to get that skin crispy. And it's good. It's really good. I'm and it, getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even got the hams yet. I know. Uh, so also, let's talk about cutting a turkey up. What kind of knife do you recommend? Oh, you just need a good slicing knife. I mean, the Dexter Russell's uh, like the the slicer knife that that we have on our site makes like a, a good one. Knife. Yeah, yeah, brisket knife does fine. Yeah, serrated um, knife. Ch- stay away from. Yeah, I probably wouldn't use a serrated knife. You need a slicer, something with a thin blade that's sharp. Uh, chef's knife really not made for that. You need yeah. something that kind of more like a boning knife that, that you can move back. That and you can, forward. yeah, then you can get a good. I like to to get it, to get the meat off the turkey. I like to. You know, use like a boning knife. That way I can part it out. And then when I slice it, I like to have my slicing knife to slice it. But so in the video, this last video, that's not how you slice a turkey. <laughs> I did that on purpose because I was trying to save it to we could take some pictures of it. And yeah. We were going to eat it later. I didn't want to take too much of it off. But when you get ready to break down a turkey, you want to muscle it out. So you want to take the whole breast off each side. You want to take the wings off. You want to take the legs and the thighs off. I think you did that in your Cajun video. Yeah, I did. And then when you get ready to slice the breast, you slice it across the breast so it doesn't so it, it goes across the grain. Because if you do it like kind of I call it the Norman Rockwell way. If everybody remembers that old cookbook with the, them standing there, mm-hmm. you know, the mom's holding the big turkey on the platter and the dad's slicing it off like that's kind of for pictures or show. It looks good, but it's not the ideal way to slice it up. But, you know, you really should take those breasts off and carve it up. Well, when you do it that way, when you take the breast off and carve it up, you get little pieces of skin on each piece. Yeah, instead of instead yeah. of one piece with skin. Oh, yeah, because when, if you do it the way I did, I want that whole skin piece. Yeah, I'm getting that. I'm getting both sides of that. I'm good. <laughs> I'll just take too. that first slice. You got to share that. Though. That's daddy slices. <laughs> but if you take if you take them all off, you can cut it across ways. <laughs> but that's the best way to do it. And then when you present it. Um, you, know, you can put it on a platter or a cutting board and bring it to the table. And you put it all back together. Uh, you don't have the legs separated and kind of crossed off at the end. You can de- usually for the thighs. I do debone them. You know, take your knife and cut them off, and then either cut it into chunks or kind of you like pulled turkey for it for the dark meat. And they usually have the wings separated and then the breast sliced. And you know, you can feed a dozen people easy with the twelve, you know, ten to twelve oh, pound yeah. turkey. Probably more like fifteen people. Yeah. Especially when you it's, we're talking good Thanksgiving. Good turkey, though. I don't and, know. Cajun, that good turkey, it ain't going to last. I'd cook, too. If I had. Um, so see, you always stuff a turkey, even if you're not using stuffing. You always oh, yeah. stuff it. I'd put apples, uh, onions, celery, carrots, uh, herbs. Even lemons or oranges are great in it. Yeah. You could use whatever you feel like. Yeah, whatever What's you feel the point? like. Just to put mass in there to make it cook even. It doesn't have that void. Now, to speed a turkey up, that's where spatchcocking comes in. I mentioned it earlier. Spatchcocking is taking the backbone out and then spreading the turkey out, kind of uh, laid out wide open where it's flat. And then you press down on the breastbone, or you can remove the wishbone. It's really easy to do. It kind of breaks that, and it lets it lay flat. And that way, you're, everything's proportionate, the breast and the thighs and the legs. And it's all the same size, so it cooks faster, too. So that's what I recommend doing. If you if you're limited on space, usually you have enough room to do a turkey laying flat. Because most of the time the space part it's not side to side; it's up and down that people have trouble with other other smaller pits. But also, it, um, it's a, it's a great way to do one just to get it to cook even. Cooks faster too. It does. It cooks a lot faster. You've got a recipe on that too. Spatchcock turkey. It's easy. If you don't know how to do it, check the website out and watch the video. It's really a pair of kitchen shears is pretty much all you need. You don't even need a knife. You can do. You can take scissors or kitchen shears and go down each side of that backbone, pull it out, turn it out, and press it flat, and pull that bone out, and you're good to go. It looks. It, it's easier to cut up too. It? It's very easy to cut up. It's all portioned right there. Yeah. So I, 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 it doesn't look as good to me on a presentation, a flat turkey. Yeah, but you most know? of the time, but if you're com- if you're coming to the table with it already cut up, it don't matter how you got there. Yeah, it really don't. So, but that's why it's a good idea to spatchcock it. Um. So what do you do if it's 
your turkey starts getting a little too dark during the cooking process? One, I keep it sprayed pretty regularly to stop that. But What's if it regularly? does, you know, every 30, 45 minutes, I'll check on it, see how it's doing. I'm opening, I'm, I am, now I'm opening my pit a little more probably on a turkey than anything just because I don't want it to get too dark. Yeah. I'll rotate it if it needs to rotate. If it looks like the back part of it's cooking more than the front part, it, and I'll keep it sprayed to where it's getting that golden color that I really want. And then when it starts getting to that point where it's really, really brown and going to turn, lay some foil over it. Don't wrap it. Just shield it. That's all you have to do, and it'll stop that. Your color will be perfect. And you still watch. Now, I'm not going back in there at all Once I, if I ever tint it with foil. I'm just watching the internals at that point. But usually I don't have to tint it with full, especially on, you know, the the pellet grills. There's not that big a deal. Yeah. But if you do it on a drum or you know, other other types of pits, it'll you probably have to use a little full. The old hickory will get one dark on you quick. <laughs> I've had that happen. <laughs> we were I had one that video. looked beautiful. Yeah. I was doing a what was that a it was a beer can turkey. Yeah. I still I need to revisit that. I never yeah. did redo it. It was a gorgeous turkey until the last thirty minutes and then it went to jet black and couldn't use it. That was one of them fails. We still ate it. It was delicious. We just pull the skin off. You know? Yeah. Um, so rest in the turkey. Always critical. I think you need to at least give it 20, 30 minutes to calm down. That way you don't lose your juice. Um, one big thing people always ask us is how do you transport it? So what I recommend is when you, when you let it rest, I'll usually take it off the pit, put it in an aluminum pan, and loosely tin it with full, let it you know stop cooking for 20, 30 minutes. Then go ahead and tighten your foil up, drop it down in the cooler, and you're good. You bought yourself probably two to two three hours in a dry cooler before you know it needs to be refrigerated, or it needs to be eight, and then it needs to be refrigerated. So I think once it gets below one hundred and forty, you got about four hours, but it's not going to drop down to one hundred and forty for a while. It'll probably take it two not hours. If it's in the, yeah, in the, the cooler, cooler. is going to take it yeah. a while. So that's what I recommend. And you're, you know, once once Walmart, it comes out the pit, yeah, three or four hours, you're good. Walmart has a, a cooler called an Island Breeze. They sell for about seventeen bucks. It's a great, it's <laughs> yeah. a great little cooler for yeah. transport and stuff have like a that. Stopper on it, so it yeah. makes it really good. You just wipe it out, mm-hmm. rinse it out, and it's good to go. I, we've got two or three of them that we use for yeah. old meat or taking something to a party or a get together at a family's house or something. And if you happen to lose it. You just got to buy you a new yeah. island breeze. That's right. And you can reheat these turkeys too. Yeah. They, they do pretty well reheating in the oven. That was a question I was going to ask you. So how do you reheat it? So my, well, how would you store it if you cooked a whole turkey and you're going to serve it the next day? Am I still going to serve it whole? Like people see me cut it up or am I going to? Because if not, I would go ahead, let it cool off and I would cut it up into portion sizes and vacuum seal it. And that way, when I got ready to heat it back up, all I got to do is take that vacuum seal bag, put it in a aluminum pan, cover it full, pop it in the oven. And let it and reheat. Let it reheat. Yeah, the in the bag. That way, all the heat and all the moisture and everything's staying in there. Um, you could also take it out of the bag and cover the pan in full, but uh, I think the bag holds up pretty good. Yeah, it, it takes does. about 45 minutes, you know, 300, 325 in the oven to warm up. I and, usually have it at a lower temp for a little longer. Yeah, but it's really easy to do, and it does reheat pretty well. What if I've even reheated them in the microwave. I've had to put them in Ziploc bags and take them to the office before, and you know, before we serve it. And usually that's just turkey breast, but I'll slice a breast and put it back together. And that's what Wayland's going to do. Yeah, we're going to we're going to probably vacuum seal those, but he'll just reheat them in the microwave, and it'll all be sliced up. They'll have some moisture in there, so when he busts it out, it's steaming, it's hot. People think he cooked it right out there in his car. <laughs> <laughs> Ham does the same way. Yeah, yeah. reheat it the same way. What if you're going to reheat it whole? You want to um, have the whole effect. Yeah, I would. I would uh, put a little bit of moisture in the pan. Probably put it in a raised, like a little, like the pan, the little raised chicken rack I cooked on. Mm-hmm. Drop that in the pan. Cover the whole thing in full. A little bit of chicken broth in there, and just warm it back up towards 140. I mean, it's going to take probably probably an hour and a half, hour and fifteen, hour and a half to reheat a whole if it's if it's refrigerated cold to to get it back up there. It'd be a good idea to let it sit out and come up to room temp yeah, before you yeah. throw it in the fr- in the oven too. But you gotta get it back to safe temp. And that's everybody 140 needs to know that. reheat. One forty reheat internal. So it's always best to check it to make sure. Don't it's one sixty five to cook it. Yeah. One forty to reheat it. That's right. Gotcha. Oh, one other thing. These deep fried turkey breasts. I think Butterball makes them. I bought them at Sam's, and it's already fully, fully cooked. cooked, fully deep fried. 
you and I hadn't done a video on this, but man, there's nothing to do a video go, on. <laughs> people go, you bust them out of the package and put it on the pit <laughs> and warm it up on the pit till it's 140. Takes about two hours maybe, and slice it. It's some best eating turkey. There is. It's so it's such a cheating turkey. People are like, man, how'd you do that? Oh, this is my deep smoker fried turkey. What do you mean? I was like, well, you know, fried the brass first, and then then let it cool out overnight, and then put it back on the smoker and put some double. You know, do you do anything to it? Do you season it? Do you put butter in the pan? Do you uh, butter? That's it. <laughs> put it in a pan. Like I you put it on the grate, a... get some smoke on it, and I put it in a half pan and put some uh, put like a stick of cut up butter in there and cover it. And let it steam out with that butter, and then the butter that comes out of it, man, it's so good. It's almost like it's a it's little delicious, gravy. Yeah, I'm telling y'all, if y'all never tried it, this is on the low low. <laughs> Get you on the deep fried press and heat it up on the smoker, folks. I think you're a genius. And I mean, it's good for like sandwiches and Heck anything. Yeah, and they're small. You know, they're yeah. not very big. I think they may weigh two pounds. I mean, you know, they're not, it's all it's 100 yield. Yeah, there's yeah. no waste, zero waste on it. Zero. That it's good. It's really good. So hams. So ham. So the best, and I'm gonna tell you the easiest ham recipe there is, is the spiral ham. Everybody's seen them. They're already, you know, they're already fully cooked. It's not uh, nothing to it. They and usually it, come with like a a little glazed packet yeah. or some kind of seasoning packet. That ham straight on the shelf is fine eating. Now, I've souped it up it's over the cooked, years. Right? fully cooked, All you're doing is warming it up. So we call them double-smoked hams, double-smoked spiral hams. The reason why it's double-smoked is because the first time when they cured it and smoked it the first time, then they packaged it, and you're supposed to bring it home, put it in the oven, warm it up on like 350 for two hours or whatever the directions say and until it gets to our internal temperature of 140 and it's ready to serve. But we take them a step further and do it outside on the smoke. And that one thing changed the ham game for me. <laughs> I always thought the best ham you could ever possibly eat was one of those honey-baked hams that yeah. you mail-ordered. And they're good. And then, Yeah, they come, and they got the sugar all caramelized over the top of them. Um, you know, you warm them up and serve them, and they're beautiful. Well, this spiral ham is better I think than the honey-baked hams. And I've got a several different recipes on how to do them, making up glazes for them, uh, putting the, the sugar in the raw mixture on the outside so it caramelizes. But just plain out of the package is pretty to take them good. And even the little the little uh, glaze packets that they come with, I've used those before. They're pretty good. I mean, it's there's nothing to them. Where you get your hams? Walmart, Kroger, Sam's, Aldi. Aldi, believe it or not, the Aldi spiral ham is about as good a ham as you can buy when you put it on the smoker and warm it up. So you bust it out of the package. Take the little plastic bone protector off the bottom. You got to remember that. I, I left that on there before we <laughs> <I> found that. <laughs> it goes on the pit. Usually I'm cooking it at about 250. But if no. I'm cooking turkeys, I'll run it at 325 too. I don't care. It ain't going to matter. We're just, the only thing that the extra heat will do on the ham is if you're using a lot of sugar in your glaze, you got to watch it because the sugar. Well, on, do you on wait till the dark. end to yeah. glaze? I usually always wait to the end. I might make up something and put on it like some mustard. Uh, like a either honey mustard or just rub like a mustard Dijon on the outside of it, season it with a little that sugar mixture or rub or whatever you want to use. You mm-hmm. can make up something. I've used the little some of those little packets come with like a dry seasoning yeah. blend that you're supposed to mix. The with. Aldi one does. Yeah, well, sometimes I'll just sprinkle that all over the outside. It's got a lot of it's it's got I don't know uh, like it's different flavors. Cinnamon. It has a lot of citrus to it. It's got some cinnamon to it. Yeah. It might have some cloves to it. almost like an allspice mixture in it and it's really good yeah. it's really good um that, that all goes on the outside it goes on the it, yeah, it takes about three hours is all first two hours i'll let it roll in the smoke uh, then usually i'll move it to a pan tin it let it finish out and then i'll take the take the foil off the top and then glaze it real good but I, I'll, I'll glaze it while it's in the pan a lot of times um when i'm cooking these at home or cooking a lot of them because i don't want to get my grill all nasty because all that sugary dripping glaze will get down on your uh, heat pan or the bottom of your grill or whatever you you know whatever kind of grill you're cooking on, and it's just harder to clean up. So if you have it in a little pan, it makes it easier. And that glaze just kind of cooks and gets sticky and it's good to run the ham back through. <laughs> I've but, seen you take them out of the package, throw them on the pit, cook them, pull them off the pit, serve them. Yeah, right. I mean, no season, no glaze, no nothing. nothing. Yeah. And they're they're excellent. 
They are excellent. Yeah, they are. Now, that's my favorite kind of ham to cook, the spiral slice ones. Now, you can cook a whole ham. I've bought those. and I've got some uh, family that, that request us cook one of those for them every year. They buy, it's like a 20, 22-pound whole ham. Usually Smithfield's the brand they buy. But it takes it, and it may take it eight hours to get back up to Really? 10. It's just because it's so big. Yeah. I'm trying. Just I'm just taking it to 140. Yeah, it's huge. You know, it's huge. <laughs> it's the butt and the shank in yeah. all together. A lot of ham. And my papa always cooked one of those for uh, Christmas, too, in the oven. It was like. You've done one that had the cherries and the um, pineapple. That's more of a it. traditional one. It's more. Uh, but it was yeah, good. It was a shank. It was, yeah, that was the whole ham. It was a whole one. And I did the the Norman Rockwell. Once again, you put the <laughs> pineapple rings and the cherries and you toothpick it to it and you put the brown sugar glaze over it. That's 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 what uh, I think of Christmas. I think of a ham like that. That's why my papa always did it. You haven't done a new ham recipe in a while. No, I need to do one. I really do. I've done the carving hams. Those are good. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like cheating. Like they're pretty much cheating. <laughs> I did a praline pecan one where I made up that was like that a was so praline kind of glaze. It's like pecans and brown sugar and butter. And it was one of those roasted hams. And a roasted ham Why is basically a, fla- a a boneless ham. They've cut off like that top roast off the bone. And they've already fully cooked. Once again, all these hams are fully cooked. And I just warmed it up and glazed it at the end and sliced it. And it makes the beautiful, most presentation ham. Yeah, no it's waste. It's good, too. No waste. That's those, a, are, those are good cheating hams. That's something um, people always ask. Well, I want to do a fresh ham. I had that on my list. So people that want to talk about cooking a green ham or a fresh ham. What that means, when you say fresh ham or green ham, it's the same thing. It means it's an uncured, unsmoked ham. Just like you cut the, hind, it's it's the hind quarter off a hog. Yeah. That's that's a green ham. Uh, and it's raw if you meat, cook yeah. that, there's nothing wrong with it. But it's not it's not like a traditional ham that you're going to eat when you're thinking Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's or Easter. Slice. No, it's pulled pork. You're, you can cook it to a roast. You can slice it. You can, you know, it needs to cook to probably, I would say 165. That's when I'd be safe on cooking a whole ham, at least. How and then you can slice it. Oh, it'd be, it'd be like sliced pork. You think of dry, dry uh, <laughs> pork loin. Yeah. That's what it's going to be like. <laughs> but most of the time, you cook them like we cook hogs with a ham in mm-hmm. there, and you cook it till it's done, it's falling apart, and the fat in it is rendered, so it's juicy, and that's where you make some really good pulled pork. But you're not going to take that. If somebody gives you a whole fresh ham and think you're going to turn it into like a holiday ham, it's not going to do it. Yeah. It needs to be cured. And the curing process, that's an art. And you're not just going to, you know, soak it. Have in. you ever cured your own? No, I never tried to. Most of those are, I don't, I don't really don't know how they, I need to research that more. A lot of those good hams, you know, they smoke them and age them for years. And, you know, there's, there's different types. You're talking of about some serious hams. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking, I'm about not the talking about these old 99 cent a pound. No, and I imagine most of those, it's like a sugar, sugary, salty Did solution they, you think that they, they shoot it with. Yeah, they probably it? got one of these brine pumps that's got all the needles and oh, okay. they fill it with so much and it stays in there for so long. And then they smoke it till it's like 140 or whatever safe is and then they vacuum seal it. Yeah. It's, you know, and it's good to go. But, um, I- I never liked ham, like holiday ham, until I had yours. To the, the, the spiral, mm-hmm. I like the spiral because it's, it's portioned like for you. There's nothing when you when you get through cooking that spiral ham and you want to present it. All you do is kind of turn it on its side and take your knife and follow the seam. There's always a fat line, and you can go circle around the bone and then follow that seam up to separate it, and then all that ham just comes right off the bone, and then you just spread it out on a platter, and you look like you you know really really <laughs> know what you're doing. <laughs> But it's so good. It is. And so that's that's pretty much how I do ham. So what's the plan for Thanksgiving? Our Thanksgiving. Ham and turkey. <laughs> and I don't I, I don't that's all I'm doing. Everybody else gonna be in charge of the sides. Yeah, but I'm what, doing ham and turkey. What kind of ham? What kind of turkey? I'm gonna spiral ham and I'm gonna just I'm probably gonna do that stuffed turkey. My parents oh, really? haven't tried it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably gonna do that and take it. I don't that's my plan. Same recipe? Yeah. You know, Wayland has uh his sister-in-law always does that a uh, sausage stuffing. It's like a really? fancier, chefy type, you know, Thanksgiving yeah. stuffing or whatever. And that's where I kind of, so I'm gonna do one, see how it turns out. Because Lens is always he always brags about it being really good. It's different because it's made with bread instead of cornbread. Yeah, it's got the sausage in it and stuff. So that's kind of where I got my inspiration to do the one I did, and I was just kind of tuning it. And so 
I'll probably cook. Well, I'm going to stuff it, but I'm, I think I'm going to cook a pan separate too so we can have that to go along with the dressing. Yeah, it was really I can't good. compete with my mom's homemade Your mom cornbread has dressing, dressing, but we'll have a little side of it anyway for anybody that, that dares try it. <laughs> so what's coming up next week? Uh, next week. I saw several turkey breasts. <laughs> next week, I'm going to turkey you out. Uh, Kevin from down at the butcher shop, he called me the other day. He's like, man, how's it going? You know, I want to see how things were. If you need anything. I said, man, I've been trying to source some of them big Texas, uh, uh, turkey breasts like they, they use in Texas, the restaurant. They're, they're, you know, they're boneless turkey breasts, but that's the ones they, they do it Texas style. And they smoke them on their pit, you know, stick burner pits. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I think I can help you out there. Let me see if I can get hold of some. And so next thing he I is know, the best. Oh, he's, he'll, if he don't have it, he'll find it for you. And so Kevin, he, he called me up and said, man, when do you want those? And I said, you know, I'd like to shoot that video next week before Thanksgiving. And so he said, I got you. So he sent me three of them. And uh, I don't know, I may, you know, depending on how good it turns out, I may do one of them for our th- Thanksgiving's a big week of eating to me. We're going to, am I going to overeat? Yes. <laughs> I already know. We put some extra time in. Get my stretchy pants out and warmed up. So we may have Texas turkey breast too. So uh, that's that's coming up next week. If all, what? How do you do the Texas if I don't, turkey breast? Is it just a barbecue seasoned and pit smoked? I'm gonna show you. Okay. I don't want you to doubt, man. I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna show you. I'm like to treat you like you're from Missouri. <laughs> What's the best part of uh, the leftovers? What do you like to do with them? I just had a few questions here for you before we wrap this up. I mean, what kind of leftovers? Are we talking pecan pie leftovers? No, turkey. Turkey. Um, I guess sandwiches. Turkey sandwich? Yeah. That's where you're going? Yeah. I like, see. The ham, you just eat the ham out of the bag. Yeah, with a roll. That's what <laughs> yes. I like it with. The turkey sandwich is good, but man, turkey pot pie and turkey gumbo. That's my two that I like to do. And I haven't had turkey gonna, pie in a long time. I haven't had turkey pot pie in forever. Because I've been making turkey gumbo with it. I usually yeah. freeze it, and then I'll make a turkey and sausage gumbo, and then I'll have the bones to make me a broth with, mm-hmm. and I'll have the meat to put in there, and it makes a really good gumbo. That's a good plan. Um, I had turkey pot pie on there. You got anything else? Oh, yeah. Save those ham bones. I just yeah. made some notes here. That's what I'm reading real okay. quick. But you got to save those ham bones. Definitely. At least for New Year's. To boil with your greens or your black-eyed peas. So that's why I cook those shank hams. I like the shanks to the butt because it's got the longer bone. Vacuum seal those bones, and when you get ready New Year's, to make your greens or to make your black-eyed peas, you'll have you a good soup bone to go in there to really give it some flavor that you've done double-smoked. And so it adds, and even if it's got some extra ham on it, I usually leave it on there. The ham is so good in those peas and greens. And it's good in baked beans. You can make red beans and rice with it. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. But don't get rid of it. Real it does, quick. It makes really good stock. Real quick. Yeah. Your favorite sides. My favorite sides? Yeah. We don't have much. Pecan pie. <laughs> That's dessert. Okay. Uh, I love dressing. My grandmother's dressing. Really? It's good. Um, macaroni and cheese when it's done right. I didn't have mac and cheese. Hash yeah. brown casserole. Yeah. Sweet potato casserole. Yeah. With the, with the praline top. I make a good sweet potato casserole, but it's not my favorite. Deviled eggs. You got to have some deviled eggs. Yeah. A little jalapeno on top and a little bit of hot rub. Your homemade cranberry sauce. Yeah. Real, how, how do you make that real quick? It's very easy. I just um, take whole cranberries, um, some orange juice, and maybe a little honey. Um, I think that's about it. But I just cook them down. Um, you just cook them for a few minutes and they'll start popping and that pectin will be released, and you just cook them down for about 20 minutes. You don't um, add anything that the, they naturally get thick? Like they that? naturally get thick. Really? And they get pretty sweet. Yeah. It tastes so good. That's my favorite. I don't like a little the jelly yeah, stuff that yeah. comes in the can, like Ocean Spray Cranberry Sauce. It's like a, <laughs> you know, you slide it out, and it makes that noise, and then it's on there, and it just kind of rolls around. It jiggles. Yeah. No, that ain't for me. None of that for the kids. It's like five ingredients in that um you know, and I taste it. If I think it needs a little more sugar, I'll add a little more honey. Yeah. But, but no regular sugar. It's mm-mm. just honey and orange juice yeah. and cranberries. Yeah. How many bags of cranberries like if you buy Just one. A one bag makes Because plenty? I'm only cooking for, you know, what is it, eight of it? Yeah. Green Usually. bean casserole. Yeah. You like it? I mean, it's okay. 
I'm a casserole man. Know. You know, anything like that can casserole. be casseroled for Thanksgiving, it's like four or five casseroles on the table. That's what's going down. I got a macaroni and cheese recipe I hadn't broke out in a while. What, uh, brown and serve rolls or the rising rolls or what What kind of bread? I like the rising rolls. Parker House Me, rising yes. rolls, double, doubled up in the muffin mm-hmm. pan. Let them rise for a couple hours. With some hot, get them Warm hot butter. with some butter. I'm going Heath Bar cake or cheesecake. That's my yeah. two favorite desserts. I got a mean cheesecake too. That's what. That's the one I want. It's Salted a, caramel cheesecake with a whiskey sauce. The whiskey sauce. That's us Thanksgiving right there. To me, pecan pie is like. <laughs> you know, I'm not a big pie guy. I, I love. I I don't like pies either, but pecan pie is like one of my favorite desserts. If it's pie, it's got to be cheesecakeish. Yeah, you don't like pecan pie. I don't go crazy over it. Okay. I'm not a chocolate pie guy. Um, you know, apple pie. I don't, I don't fruit like pies. fruit pies. Chocolate pie can be okay. I like now lemon ice box. That's yeah. key lime. I can do those. Uh, caramel pie. I, mm. I, I make myself sick on caramel pie. That's some good stuff. I can leave all those. I don't like. Oh, I don't like okay. regular flaky pie crust. I like granite. Uh, like graham cracker style pie crust. I'm a I'm a cheap pie guy. I don't need nothing fancy. But you now cakes is where it's at though. <laughs> <laughs> but so I hope we got y'all hungry for Thanksgiving. I'm starving right now. I don't know. What, gonna go see what Junior's has today. <laughs> <laughs> this intermediate fasting. Intermittent. Intermediate. <laughs> intermediate. That's just beginner fasting. <laughs> I'm doing got the pro both. level yet. <laughs> <I'm doing both. laughs> Is there anything else you had jotted down? Yeah, that, that's that covers it. Well, um, coming up next week, we are, we're going to do one more video, one more podcast, hopefully. and then we're going to take Depending a break for Thanksgiving. Dear cooperate. <laughs> All right. Well, tell them where they can find us. Yeah. If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course on YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and Twitter. Hey, thanks for uh, hanging out with us here today at How to Barbecue Right, and we'll be back next week. See y'all.